0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to We're Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon McIntosh. I'm down here in the basement, as always, and I have been for the last four weeks doing this podcast. Uh, Today, I have a replacement Tyler. I have a different Tyler today as my co-host, or really just my guest. Uh, Today, I'll be talking with Tyler Dombrowski, or you can just call him Tyski. He's uh, he's a comedian from uh, Kitchener, or, uh, or is that Waterloo? I I want I got to get that right.
1: I would say Kitchener in my case, yeah. Okay. For okay. sure. Good. If you Good. yeah, if I had to pick sides. I know sides. people.
0: <laughs> people are real touchy. Is if it is it Kitchener or Waterloo? You don't want to mess it up because yeah. uh, people from Waterloo they don't want they do they don't want to be mistaken for someone from Kitchener.
1: No, no. But unless they're in Kitchener, then they're straight up Kitchener because they don't want to get shanked. Because apparently everyone yeah, in full- Kitchener carries a shiv.
0: <laughs> Full respect. Tyler's also the host of a podcast called In the Middle, and they're actually gonna do a a double episode, a joint episode with this one here. So, once we're done chatting here, we're gonna hop over onto his podcast, which you can find uh, on all the major podcast platforms, right? Yeah. iTunes and yeah. Spotify and um, Google and Music. Stream stream a blow, and you know, yeah, <laughs> Audio Ears. You know, all of those, all those real companies, <laughs> but we're going to have fun today because Tyler has uh, some interests that are very close to my heart and I don't meet many people with these interests, so it's going to be very fun chatting you today about these interests. We'll get into that later, but uh, first of all, how 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 are you holding up in all this? How many, how many days have you been locked in your house?
1: This is the first day of my second month in lockup. First day of your second month, so... Was it 32 days? Um, roughly 30, 31 and a half-ish.
0: Yeah. One and a half-ish. Okay. that's Yeah, that's close to me. I think I went in shortly after St. Patrick's Day. I started uh, hunkering down. Yeah. Getting saved. That's when shit got real, at least for me. Did you have any yeah, incline
1: um, as to, like, did you kind of see this coming before everyone started shutting down?
0: Not really, but... It's funny, because me and Tyler, we did an episode all about uh, viruses and stuff and pandemics. So we kind of talked about... We knew something like this was going to pop up. It was only inevitable. And I think we did talk about Bill Gates a bit, because that was his biggest worry. He's got a few videos about that. I guess early March, I, you know, something with, sat in me one day. I think we were about to do a podcast. I'm doing research, and I'm just finding more and more uh, about it, and realizing, oh, shit. <laughs> like... This is here now. Yeah. This is here now. Run for the hills. Run. Run for the bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're good. You got a good living. Who are, you, who are you hunkered down with?
1: I'm hunkered down with my moms and uh, three dogs and a cat and one stray cat. So it's a regular freaking zoo, um, if you include myself. Well,
0: that's exciting. How's it going with your mom? You guys getting along? Do you guys normally live together or is that uh, a choice of quarantining together?
1: It's, it's quite interesting. It's almost like if you wanted to get into like synchronicities and things like that, um, last August, my stepdad passed away and in that happening, I took it upon myself to move up here to Teeswater, which is roughly an hour and a half away from the big city of Kitchener. Um, yeah. So I moved up here because I knew for one that the winters up here are pretty heavy and, You know, no one wants to be bogged down in snow by themselves, so, uh...
0: I know you gotta help your mom shovel.
1: Yeah, exactly, so I was here to hold the shovel, and then, um... And then February hit, and this stuff started coming up, and it's just... I'm glad I am here. Um, for one, I would be at home alone, too, you know, by myself. Otherwise, and it's nice to have at least one other person with you that you can kind of go back and forth with, um...
0: But I yes, guess who better I, than your oh mom? Gosh. Who better than your mom? I can. We make a good team. Yeah, I live in the same city, so I, I get to see her still, help her out. But
1: yeah, it must be great. The house is big enough that we can kind of run from each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. How about I'm you? Like, I'm uh... I'm staying uh, with my girlfriend's parents. Oh, oh nice! Children. Wow. Oh, no, it's great though. It's we've been here. We're we're in Australia a year ago. We got back last June, and we've been staying here ever since, trying to save up for a house. But things have been kind of put on hold <laughs> right oh, okay. now because this whole damn virus thing. So we're uh, yeah, we're all hanging out here every day together. It's fun. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing dominoes soon. Dominoes. For I real? know. <laughs> I thought that was a prison game, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, our game is Yahtzee play a lot of Yahtzee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I get smoked. But there was one game where I scored four Yahtzees in one game, and uh, I wish I was recording it because that's got be oh, yeah. some sort of record. Uh, yeah. But hunkered down. Yeah. I I had this itchy feeling at the beginning of February even. Like, it was this weird – for me, I didn't recognize it right away. I was at work, and I was just – I didn't like my job. Um. But yeah, in my head, I was Come just on. like, I can't be here, I can't be here, I can't be here. And then this, this uh, COVID-19 hit, and I was like, that's my cue. And I I uh, ended up playing <laughs> a layoff, and so here we are now um, trying to reassess life and
0: figure out where to go from here. Okay, so yeah, you lost you lost the job over all this, so you got some of the government money, money they're sending you?
1: Yeah, I'm on the government cheese, uh, which sucks for anyone that's lactose intolerant, but I'll deal with that. <laughs>
0: I'll take it That's for right. now. I'll, I'll Yeah, I don't I don't mind this cheese. I lost all my work. I'm 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 in the same boat. A lot of people are in the same boat. Yeah. Things are tampering down. How many how many cases you got there over there in KW? Do you do you know what the you know what the uh, number? Is?
1: Waterloo, um they they spiked pretty bad. I don't know what their exact numbers are, but they're pretty high. It hit there hard and fast. Whereas up here where I am in uh, Bruce County, um, I kind of scoff at the way they're handling it. They're not very good with their communication and, and that with um, the public. Um, yeah. It's a very old school group of folks up here. They figure the country's going to work itself out. Um, yeah,
0: Jesus is going to help, right? Jesus is going to solve things.
1: Oh, yeah, like all those Trump protesters. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I have a faith and he's going to tie care of me, all right? And yeah, um, no, like, uh, Owen sound is, is about a half an hour more north from where I am and they got hit really hard. Uh, just recently they had reports of an entire, um, what do you call it? Retirement home. Uh, yeah,
0: I heard about that.
1: Yeah. Everybody's infected over there and that's the last place you want. Yeah. It started with two people that came back from vacation who ended up getting the COVID virus. Um, and then they yeah, okay. just it spread from there, so people were really really cocky in the first couple of weeks here, and that ended up <laughs> being kind of detrimental to to our case here. But
0: you think that's common in rural places, people being cocky about it? You think? Oh yeah, they're tough. They're, t- they're tough folks, but like, you know, even something like that, because sometimes they don't understand everything. Yeah, and they they don't want to be afraid of something they don't understand.
1: Oh yeah, oh, the man ego up. here is thick. Yeah, people. Are, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> the people driving around making truck videos, yelling about losing their job. Yeah, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's real heavy right now. Oh, I love that. a lot, of, I love a lot my... of car accidents because of all the people on their phones on their trucks. Oh Have you yeah. You seen those, all those videos? Have you seen the trend of just angry white dudes ranting in their truck? I avoid them. I won't watch them. It... You won't watch them? No. <laughs> You don't even need to anymore. Once you see the screenshot of it, you kind of know what's gonna go down. Yeah. You don't may not know the topic, but you're like, ah, yeah, not worth it. I mean, there's
1: like, uh, you can look at it just on the surface. They're they're all angry and they're kind of um, displaced and everything. They these people, uh, more specifically the Trump groups and that that are rallying and and saying they're protesting the isolation and everything they might not necessarily be entirely wrong there might be an aspect of that uh that is correct like they they know something's not right with this whole isolation thing and maybe that is that we're being housed we're being shacked up for a different reason rather than the covid thing so but they're being kind of they're not being responsible about the way they're approaching it
0: no why don't you go protest six feet apart (laughs) Like, come on bring your ho- bring the hockey sticks or whatever you got in America your flag poles your guns and you yes. just stretch out get some room you'll block more traffic that way right all yeah those Dipshits. that's what they're trying to do couldn't believe the other day seeing the pictures of that nurse standing in front of all those trucks you see that i saw mail that Male nurse yeah screaming it looked like an act it's just it could have been. been you hear about like all this fake stuff in the media you watch that and it just doesn't seem real yeah it's like that lady's an actress i swear i saw her in an adam Sandler movie
1: (laughs) well do you remember um i don't know how much i touched on this in previous episodes of my podcast but do you recall um uh what was it the g20 summit in toronto
0: yeah yeah we've talked about that too
1: yeah and they had uh they had people planted in there to incite riots Uh, to permit yeah that's right yeah to to arrest people without discrimination right and
0: yeah that's wild when that was uncovered
1: yeah so i feel like maybe they're they could be planting these protests in order to um allow the government to put the cuffs on even harder in the states that's kind of been their tactic for pretty
0: much everything (laughs) oh man we, we got the hell out of town we were living in toronto me and tyler and a few other buddies at the time At first, we were, like, um, because we were downtown, all the train-link fences are up everywhere. And we're thinking, like, oh, let's go down here with our cameras and get some cool footage. And then we're just seeing, like, footage of people on the news just getting hassled by police, getting arrested before anything even happened. Just for being suspicious. Yeah. So we're like, uh... Like we went to my buddy's house and got drunk in his pool instead. That was a lot better. Yeah, like I, I feel like there could be some of that
1: happening here. Like we don't know exactly what's going on with the virus. There's some people that are um, coming out and saying they've had the virus. They've um, made it through. You know, they've, um, they've kicked it, and but they, they followed all the isolation rules. So they're, they're, they're saying that it's. This is not necessarily helping some people. That's yeah. one perspective. I like to play it on the safer side, but um, at the same time, how long can we do
0: this for until we go stir crazy and, you know? Um, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't want all that to happen, but at the same time, it's exciting to watch, see what will happen. It's exciting to think about, but that's that's me and how I think. Like That's the kind of podcast I do. Like, I don't make light of all this, but it's just, it's it's important to think about. And, uh, not everyone wants to think about the worst scenario, so that's why I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I asked you, whenever I have a guest, I gotta find out, like, what their number one apocalyptic scenario is. Like, what's your favorite? (laughs) But, like, uh, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but, uh, you know, the one you're most knowledgeable about, you know, think that think that might happen you know so like what's your what's your favorite Tyski um honestly I uh, it's it's hard
1: to say because apocalyptic is kind of indicative of the whole world ending right um yeah so but then you have to think too like
0: the whole world ending is just another beginning uh that's right that is the true meaning of apocalyptic, right? Though it's just it's more of a major change that will change the world. Doesn't have to be negative, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of people uh, are
1: scared of it, and that's why you get you know everyone out with their pitchforks and their torches right away. Um, but my my favorite scenario would have to be the alien intervention. Um, I don't think that
0: um, alien. Um, is that when they come down and tell us we've been drinking too much and uh, that we need to go to a center for 90 days? Quit with the fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Come to our mothership. Sober up, you drunken humans. Yeah, we got something better for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're, yeah, the alien intervention. Yeah. What's this all about?
1: Um. So I was going to wait till later to talk about this, but there's that guy um, Stephen Greer and I posted the pictures uh, a link of him
0: oh dr Stephen Greer yeah yeah <laughs> so by your tone I take it you're not buying into what he has to sell you know I used to uh, his last two documentaries I did enjoy if it wasn't for him like he's good at getting he's good at getting people together like important people who have witnessed UFOs have been major part of you know, people have been part of the cover ups of some of these case files. He's amazing at getting those people together. But then he just he just brings his own version of all this into it, all his wackiness and going out into the desert and summoning lights with meditation and charging people like three thousand dollars a night and Is that what that uh-huh? is? He's it's pretty heavy, yeah. He he has definitely monetized
1: it and that part scares me a little bit. Because as soon yeah. as someone monetizes something like that, especially like from my perspective, and this is probably why I'm not a successful comedian, but I don't know, I don't feel good about monetizing things, and uh, I I actually purchased the uh, the most recent release that he had, um, the C E five, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It's his oh, okay. his latest when did documentary. That, come out? that came out April 9th. and which is weird because. April 10th, before I knew any of this, before I was turned on any of it, I was talking about um, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And that was in my previous episode. And uh, I combined that with the talkings of uh, one Elizabeth April, who talks about this shift from the third paradigm to the fifth paradigm. So her idea is that meditation will bring us to that higher vibration. And um, I was kind of bleeding that into Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, and then his documentary oh, okay. his documentary essentially elaborates on that idea that through meditation, we can actually experience communication with these um, extraterrestrials or beings of uh, of a higher dimension. And
0: yeah, I remember I, I seen him do that. I remember reading a book he wrote and he really talked a lot about that. It's really, it was funny because I used to work uh, for a whale watching company and uh, the one summer I had to. I had to work the front desk, and the captain. He was just like really into all that weird stuff, like the Anunnaki, and and uh, yeah, like Stephen Greer, and just out of the blue. But it, it, I think it collated with uh, the town finally getting fast internet. You know, he got YouTube and just you know got stuck down a YouTube hole. Next thing you know, he believes the Anunnaki are here to take our gold. And <laughs> either way, he he gave me great literature to read yeah. when I was working there. But yeah, Stephen Greer was talking about yeah how like these so-called alien experiences may not be so such a physical alien presence as we think. It may not just be some high race from a planet. It can be it's just different dimensions. Yeah, like that could be all around us all the time, but we're just like you said, different vibrations. That's how that's how the world
1: runs, right? And yeah, I just, I, I think he might be onto something. I just don't think it's cool that it's being monetized. However, that does kind of like wean out the people that could very well be a good way of weaning out anyone that's, um, incredibly skeptic or cynical towards that, that idea. Yeah. Because if they, if they go to use
0: his app, it's 1399. They're going to be like, ah, I, you know. Oh my God. It's like Alex Jones, right? Alex Jones is really monetizing on his whole thing. And he's been doing that for a long time. Selling, like, supplements and protein shakes and, like, p- pizzas. I don't know what he's selling anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all these guys, like Stephen Greer, even, even, like, Alex Jones, all these guys are completely wacky, and they have so many crazy ideas, and you have to be skeptical, but they do have some interesting insights sometimes. Like, every once in a while you're like, huh. Like, his, his other two movies, um, was it Serious? Well, they found that little alien creature and they tried to take it in for DNA testing. Like, so, as soon as I saw that thing, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that one <laughs> i kind of lost me
1: wonder- wondering about that. But uh, the other one was unacknowledged.
0: Yeah, and they both had their highlights and they both had their weird stuff. But the highlights were incredible. Like, the some of the witnesses they were able to get and some of the people who had physical, like, uh, evidence of it, people who had like physical traces on their body whether it's like something implanted or radiation like he's going to getting those people together and and uh, it's going to be a long time before that's ever you know accepted by the general public we're still all weirdos for believing this right now <laughs> yeah it's yeah. Um... but uh where 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 all this weirdness start with you though like like I was a kid when I started in this but like how did it start with you I, from a
1: very 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 young age um i've i've always felt like a, a weird kid like the the odd one out um like it, yeah. i don't know if you even noticed that when i go to a comedy show i i probably come off as a snob but i really just don't know how to interact with everybody else because my brain that's every
0: comedian <laughs> yeah we're... that's that's 90 of comedians yeah we're either sitting there quietly like you ch- ch- can't think of what to do or we're just talking nonstop because we don't know when to stop yeah <laughs> it's both ends of the spectrum
1: and this this kind of speaks to this whole thing that that Stephen greer is talking about too and that's why i kind of like wanted to tune into it um yeah i've always had this this underlying feeling that religion and um spirituality and ufo and extraterrestrial i always had that feeling that those two coexisted as like it was one story just kind of two perspectives kind of yeah you know it was one was
0: catholic one event told by different different people
1: yeah and and they they all had their own end you know they they all christianity kind of wanted to herd people and get them into this um fill a need basically uh back in the day they were trying to get people to marry and have kids and form family and then go to work and they there was this whole system that they were building and getting people to go to church every sunday and there's this whole weird systematic process that religion and and catholicism in general created Uh, but there are some aspects of reality in that some things that you should hold on to same with these guys like Stephen Greer and, and um, Elizabeth April and stuff like that who, where they have little slivers of what we should look at as the truth um, and for me it's been it's been taking those synchronicities or those those commonalities between these these worlds and putting them together and I've been doing that since I was little um, in high school
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Mike you were a weird kid you're thinking about all this as a kid I'm like, I was, I was at the bare bones of the alien stuff at that point. Like, I was getting weird books at the library. Like, that's all I knew. I barely read it. I just looked at the pictures and just kind of made up my own stories at that point. And I was like eight or nine.
1: Yeah. Well, and in, in a lot of it comes from retrospect, too. Like, some of these things, when I was younger, I would not necessarily uh, equate them to, like, experiences of the supernatural or, or extraterrestrial. Um, I don't know if you've had any experience. I think you had a joke where you, you talked about this elaborate story about a UFO.
0: Yeah, I've had UFO sightings. I guess you'd call them that, you know, I never really got an answer or any proper idea of what I saw, but that's it. Doesn't mean it's aliens. Right. But no, I haven't, I haven't had anything like just that change my mind. Nothing. Like, I'm same with you, I'm like, I was the weird kid, I don't know how I drifted into this subject matter. I think I've talked about it before, I think the Fox channel uh, had a lot to do with it, because they had a lot of those, you know, top 20 UFO sightings in America shows, right? Just terrible VHS camera, shaky videos of a dot in the sky, or weird lights, and just like an ominous narrator talking over it. They had a lot of those shows, (laughs) and I think that's what hooked me. I, I don't know
1: how old I was, but my mom came home with this um, this box set of VHS that was conspiracy theory and it was like this was my first experience with like uh, tying in the Egyptian folklore with uh, with like UFOs and uh, end of world uh, prophecy and stuff like that. It scared the shit out of me, but it was I watched it <laughs> over and over again. I wish I kept it but it scared me so much, and it just had this like weird heavy feeling just to look at this box set of VHS, and eventually I just tossed it, which I, w- I should not have, I should have kept it, because now I like, I would devour that,
0: but. Um... Dude, I probably had the same one. I used to, anything I could find any, anytime I'd go to a, like a movie store and I'd find anything to do with aliens, it could be some terrible B movie, or yet. Yeah, there were these odd documentaries that were out there and I'd always get it. Yeah. Always begged my parents to get it or rent it or whatever. Yeah. They didn't understand. And it's weird. I I think this is something my parents thought I would probably grow out of. But uh it only got worse. Yeah. <laughs> I only got
1: deeper. Well, it's because think- you have to address it. It's one of those things that it it'll persist throughout your life because it's I don't know if you believe in callings and or things like that, but there's synchronicities, or there's messages put in front of you um, that constantly will berate you throughout your life until you address it.
0: Um, yeah, it's uh, that's something I'm starting to be interested in lately. All these synchronicities and stuff, and <clears throat> I'd have, i I because I'd have weird experiences myself. The number thirty seven follows me and haunts me all the time. I see thirty seven every thirty seven everywhere I go. And it's funny because I do a joke uh, on stage where I see a poster that says 37 glory holes. Because <laughs> like, that's a real poster. That's what I saw. And like that num- that it didn't start then. But that number has always, like today, I saw it multiple times. So for a drive, it was on the gas price. It was uh, it was at Jiffy Lube. It was on my receipt. Do you pay attention
1: to what happens um, around that, like in your life?
0: They say if you... Only lately I'll, I'll see the number and just kind of, like, think for a moment, just look around, like, is this, a, am I supposed to be looking for something? <laughs> like, why do you keep throwing me this number, universe? What does it mean?
1: Yeah. Um, it could be something that's just always in your
0: day-to-day, too, like. Uh... Maybe I'm going to die when I'm 37. How old are you now? I got I'm 31, I'm almost 32. i got a solid five years left. Oh, well, that's good. You're good. Yeah, that's that's an om. <laughs> it's an ominous number. I re- normally people cool people die at twenty seven. I'll go what thirty seven.
1: <laughs> I remember starting comedy at twenty five because I thought if I don't do this, nothing's gonna happen with my life. <laughs> so I started doing comedy, um,
0: and look look at me now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it improves your life. Yeah. Just ask a comedian, it improves your life absolutely, but uh so when you're believing in all this stuff you're you're connecting aliens to Egyptians and angels and religion when you're a kid you got any other buddies doing this with you or are you the weird guy doing it solo
1: uh, solo i was it's funny I was gonna call my podcast uh um, Ramblings of a nomad or uh, Tales of a Nomad, because all my life I've felt like that odd man out, um, just doing everything on my own um, accord. Like, I don't know. There's yeah. there's things that set me apart from the rest of the crowd. Like, I was asking if you had any interactions or any, like, stories about UFO or extraterrestrial. There's one that, um, in retrospect, and I don't know if I've talked about this out loud on any podcast or anything, but... When I was six years old, I lived in a uh, triplex or a duplex. Um, And at the time, I was really into G.I. Joes. I was collecting G.I. Joes. I was playing with G.I. Joes. I was watching it on TV. G.I.
0: Joe. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The American hero. I always thought that was weird. It kind of downplayed Canadian heroes for sure. But anyways, I digress. So. I was six years old living in this uh, duplex, and at the time, I would frequently get nosebleeds. Um, Yeah. Inexplicable. Mom didn't know why. Nobody else got them. It was just me all the time, soaking sheets with blood. And then um, there's two things that happened in in this year and at this place that we lived. We moved around a lot, but um, at this place, my mom experienced a case of uh, sleep paralysis,
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I've gone through that. I know what that's like. So she woke up and she had this whole experience with sleep paralysis. She heard footsteps. She couldn't move. Um, Eventually, it felt like she was being choked out. And she couldn't wake up my dad, who was right beside her. And uh, eventually, when he did finally wake up, everything just ceased. Everything stopped at that point. And then uh, going a little further, I had this reoccurring dream that I would be backed up onto um we had this garage and we can actually walk out onto it um oh yeah so it was one story up and uh, as a kid that's a far fall so you're looking over the yeah. edge you're like oh shit so in my reoccurring dream i would constantly be backed up um i'd my mom or somebody would be yelling at me and i would be walking backwards and then i'd fall off that ledge and and i don't know yeah. why that happened um, but that's like this little weird side note. Um, I'm guessing you stayed off the roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but the the thing with the GI Joes and the thing with um where this all comes to a head is, I'm playing in the backyard and we our backyard had uh, a lot of tall trees and then through the tall trees we could go into this really big open field of dandelions. Um, yeah. But I'm playing in our yard and I'm in amongst the the tall trees and then I turn around. And I see this, I don't know what you call this type of helicopter, but it's that one where uh, the soldiers would zip line down. Okay, yeah, it's got the big
0: side opening and, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and I remember it being the the, uh, desert camouflage. And I remember these soldiers zip lining down. And there's four or five of them, and they all rush past me. And one of them, the first one that came down came up to me and just put his lips to his uh, or his finger to his lips. And he told me to shush. And then he carried on. And I looked when I looked uh, to see where they were heading, they were gone. And then I looked back and the helicopter's gone. So I have no way of
0: explaining this. Just to confirm, you didn't live in a war zone. No, this was the middle of (laughs) Kitchener-Waterloo. Okay. It's just like, Maybe you live near a military base and, you know, they don't give two fucks about where their military training takes them. It's like, just land here next to those dandelions. Let's run back to the base. I mean, there was a
1: shortstop. If they needed smokes, there was a shortstop there. There you go. (laughs) But other than that, there's no explanation as to, like, why I'm seeing this or how I'm seeing this. Um, But then if you go into, like, UFO and extraterrestrial encounter uh, stuff, like... People talk about how um, these extraterrestrials will actually disguise um, these scenarios. Yeah, yeah,
0: I've heard about that.
1: Yeah, they'll mask it so that you don't completely break down mentally. <laughs> so that could be what that was. But that was my first instance where I can recall something really weird happening. Um, but there was yeah. other things throughout life that kind of happened that keep co- that making would be me be weird. Back.
0: Especially as a kid, too, because, like, uh, your frame of mind as a kid is just open to so much more. Like, the farther you go back, like, I was trying to think a while back. Like, how, what's kind of my first memories? And when I think back, they're just, they're so dreamy and fuzzy. But, like, I can remember exact scenes when I'm, like, two or three years old. Just, yeah, just, even those memories just feel like a bizarre dream compared to most. Because when you're a kid, like, you're... Your mind is open to so much more. Like, they even... There's scientists that compare, like, when you take psychedelics and stuff, you're essentially kind of going into the mindset of a child. Like, you're open to so much information now. Like, you don't have all these restrictions that you've built up through your whole life Like when you take certain substances. And it's the same as a kid. It's just like you're relearning everything. You have this awe and wonder. So, I, I think, yeah, I think you're open to a lot more, so... Whether that was just a projection that you saw or just just a bizarre vision, who knows? Yeah. Either way, it's seared
1: into my mind and it's there for a reason. <laughs> D- to some
0: extent. Ta-da. So this alien intervention thing, uh, you see it as a positive thing. If you're talking of like all the aliens suddenly just came down, you know, got on TV, got in contact with everyone, made, just like all the movies say, just like like, they just hit up all the cities and they just make an announcement. What do you think their announcement's going to be? Um, everything's going to be okay. Because <laughs> cause,
1: um, if you recall, like, at the turn of the, I guess, was it the turn of the century? It was, was uh, the new millennium when we had 1999 and everyone thought everything was going to crash.
0: Yeah, Y2K.
1: That's right. This whole scenario, I remember at that time, if you were watching um, stuff regarding UFOs and extraterrestrials, there's a lot of fear-mongering, and there's a lot of uh, 90s films that would portray the aliens as uh, being a negative entity and something that we would yeah. have to combat. And if you, if you would look on YouTube and stuff, there was a lot of conspiracy theorists who were talking about um, the reptilian race uh, being here and influencing our world leaders um yeah so there was a lot of threats that were presented to us then through conspiracy theory and that and a lot of um the people that talked about that then are talking about it now saying we intercepted that not necessarily us but the people above us the the extraterrestrials like the palladians and all these other races they intervened. Paladians, yeah. So the Paladians uh, are. You'll have
0: to give me a refresher on that. I've heard the name before.
1: Um, I can't recall. I still have to go back and and refresh my own memory on all these various uh, species. But the Paladians are. Um, they're. They look very much like human beings, from what I've gathered. And oh,
0: okay, are they the ones that are like beautiful and blonde and Norwegian looking?
1: yeah yeah they're the ones that hitler thought he was
0: <laughs> like, okay he's like yeah. oh
1: yes we are right here let's do this um but yeah i yep. know the palladium talked about them before yeah <laughs> so they're they're the nice guys and they're kind of they don't want to see the planet go to shit and they don't want to see us go to shit so they from what i'm hearing they intercepted these reptilian race that had um plans uh, of forming the new world order and that's something that a lot of people are scared about right now is that with this COVID-19 operation in effect they're afraid that coming out of it um, we are going to get the global currency um, and the new gold standard and the new world order and they're afraid that this is going to happen and we're going to be under the heel of those one percenters that are controlling that now um, the theory now is that we have we are currently experiencing an alien intervention and these, these species, the Palladians and all these good guys are coming down and they're kicking the reptilians out and they're saying goodbye. Don't need you. Don't want you.
0: They're doing that right now. Why are they allergic to the COVID or something? They're just coughing on them. <laughs> clear, clear, clearing out their reptile dens.
1: No, I don't, I don't know if, um, I'm still up in the air. Part of the pun to, to determine whether or not this covid was something that was released to the public or if it was a natural occurrence um yeah.
0: but no we've talked lots about we've talked endlessly about that on this podcast what what side we're on whether it's released whether it's an accident whether it's natural yeah and still up in the air up in the air just like the virus yeah Just who knows but uh, yeah, you, you've you gone much deeper than I have with this whole alien thing. That's for sure. It's a passion. I didn't know. Who... <laughs> it, it is a passion. I just, yeah, I haven't gone. I don't, I think I've got, just run the edges of those like things about reptilians and stuff. It, it gets a little crazy, but then when I think about what these po- politicians and world leaders are doing, I'm like, they could definitely be reptilians yeah. <laughs> the way they're acting, right? Yeah. And uh, as far as the Palladians go, um, do you think all Norwegian people are Palladians just living here on Earth? <laughs> That's a good. Do you think question. they're just up there? They're like, here's a nice area of land. Let's start here,
1: <laughs> as Vikings. I think that'd be cool because that would mean eventually our bloodlines would be intertwined with uh, a superior race. That
0: or even better, is Norway super badass and super secretive? And this is just them flying around, trying to get world peace, playing a secret alien race because they're just so damn beautiful. They don't even look real. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. That works. I'll dig that. You got to swing it both ways. Take me to your leader, baby. (laughs) All right. Well, that's good. It sounds like we might be facing a positive apocalypse. I guess if you could put it that way, there's going to be growing positive change. If if this all happens, depends who takes us over, right? The grays, the reptilians. Yeah, we're we're pretty
1: much at anyone's mercy. Oh, we're not as big as we think we are. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of aliens out there, man. We our favorite segment of this whole show, which I can't do because I don't have the book in front of me, is going through the field guide of extraterrestrials. Have you ever, have you, ever have you ever seen that book? No, I'll have to get it. It's uh it's thick with uh, alien sightings. And just weird sightings. It, 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 there's some funny stuff in there, though. That's why we read it every week. But I think we definitely have gone through the Palladians. They had some... There's a lot going on in the 70s. That's what we discovered in this book. A lot of aliens being seen in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, hot, hot time for aliens. Huh. So, I don't know where they all... Where do you think they've gone? Do you think they're hiding? Do you think they like revealing themselves? Because it, it seems like a point they were just all these different races were nabbing people, not really caring if they were seen or not. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because
1: there's if the, I think they come around and they restore a balance. They put, put things in balance for us. Um, so if there, there was a, the seventies was probably like a lot of turmoil. There's the people that were the hippies. Right. But um, on the other side of that, was that the same era where we saw the, or was that the sixties? When we saw Chicago and the riots there.
0: That was 60s. 60s. You know, all this stuff was happening in the 60s, too. So you're right. There was a lot of turmoil happening there. 70s was just a crazy time in general. There's different wars still going on. There's uh, a lot of serial killers in the 70s. That was huge. That was like, it was a hot year for that. So I think it was just a it was a big year for everything the 70s. Things kind of tapered off in the 80s. Yeah, I don't
1: know how they didn't call bullshit on that Charles Manson dude cuz he's talking about the age of Aquarius and they were like just on the cusp of the age of Pisces. We're only getting yeah. in <laughs> I'll be 55 when we get into the actual age of Aquarius according to astrology. So, people should've done the freaking math back then. We would have avoided a lot of shit.
0: <laughs> well, I can't well, I can't wait till we're there.
1: <laughs> should be a good one.
0: All right. Well um let's see uh let's let's wrap up our podcast here. This was great talking to you about aliens. We can talk further on your podcast but this is uh, this has been part one. this is our we're doing podcast but we are switching over to Tyler's podcast in the middle. So if you want to catch part two that's real that's where you'll find us. So see you later.